welcome to series two of my podcast, Innovation, where we get to hear stories and experiences of incredible women in science and technology. Not only will you get insights into some fascinating innovations, but you may also even relate to their stories, especially if you're a little unconventional or non-conforming. As with all science and technology, what these women do have a real impact on all of our lives, whether we realise it or not. But here on Innovation, I'm also giving women a platform for them to be heard and for us to be inspired and uplifted by what they've learned along their life's journeys. This week is quite an unusual episode because India, Lloyd Evans, emailed me through my website to ask me a few questions along the lines of mentorship. Uh, She is a student in theoretical physics but also has a real passion for design and what she was asking me are questions which I think we all tend to ask ourselves in terms of what we should do with our future careers. This week it's all about India Lloyd Evans. Over to her. My name is India Lloyd Evans. I'm a second year theoretical physics student at Swansea University. Um, My dream is to combine physics with design so that I can use design, so that I can use physics in order to design sustainably. Cool. So you reached out to me with a bunch of questions and queries. And so I really wanted to get you on the show because I think so many of um, the things you're asking yourself and considering with regards to your career is what many people have on their minds. So um, do you want to just sort of give me a summary of what you were asking me in that email that you sent me? So ultimately, I have two passions. While I'm in university, I'm growing into a plan that I came up with while I was in school to pursue physics and then somehow get into design. I'm now realizing that it's a lot harder to get the practice and develop the fundamental skills needed for both, uh, particularly within the same process. So what I would like to ask you is what advice would you give for particularly young people who have multiple passions and dream of pursuing them both? You're amazing for doing what you're doing. And actually, really, it's really incredible that you are having a think about what you want to do work-wise, you know, career-wise. Because I think what we share in common is that maybe we want to do things that haven't been done before. And um, that can be really daunting because often we need sort of like role models and just people to tell us what to do. I mean, school is very much sort of um, based on um being told what to do and you know you've got an exam in a month study for it and you know project deadlines and things but the real world and life and sort of like working in industry is very much about you inventing solutions especially in engineering um and design and 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 subjects like that so um i found your question so fascinating because You clearly really love physics, um, but you also really love design. And right now in academia, they don't seem to be combined. Um, And so I remember my advice to you was like, reach out to companies that 
are maybe doing what you would like to do eventually or are open to considering doing what you'd like to do eventually and find out what they want in terms of um, entry criteria um, and then tailor what you're doing to that. Yeah. You know, what was really awesome is that, you know, on this podcast, I've talked to so many women who have not sort of done the conventional thing. And actually, I was just uh, cutting an episode with someone who is an apprentice, an engineering apprentice. And she um, had the grades and uh, was kind of pushed to going to university. But, and she filled out her UCAS and she did all the things that you do to go to university. And then over the summer, while she was waiting for her A-level results, she was like, I actually don't want to go to university. Like, I don't want to rack up a huge student debt I really want a hands-on experience. I want to be in industry straight away. And um, I want to just be applying my knowledge rather than studying and then for three years and then getting into industry and trying to build up work experience after studying. And so apprenticeships were the best route for her. And I just thought that was just so smart because, you know, her apprenticeship is five years long. And um, at the end of it, she's basically going to have five years work experience and a degree. And what I found most inspiring about her is that she didn't care what everyone thought because like she went to a grammar school to do her A-levels and they all were quite kind of dismayed by the fact that she went on to do an apprenticeship rather than go to university. And I just thought, good for you, that you don't care what people think and you're just doing what's right for you. And so that's, you know, what I would feel is the best advice for you. So tell me, um, what do you love about physics? Um, I definitely have a... a favorite uh, module I guess I'm, I'm really into uh, classical dynamics um, I think that's just because it's quite straightforward it's very intuitive um, since progressing on to second year I've now learned about quantum mechanics and that was very interesting as well just learning that everything around you is actually an approximation of something you can't really see or model um, so what I love about physics is that it's is that it's it's obviously always been there and everything has worked and it it allows you to to sort of wonder where it can be applied and and how it can translate to other things and allows you to recognize patterns in things that you may not have noticed before pursuing physics um especially beyond school as well so um i remember learning about how a ball rolls instead of just slides across the floor. And I, I just, you, you don't think to question those things, everything just works and it's all great. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's what I love about physics, but I really love how you've touched on the fact that, um, well, um, university is often promoted to people who are quite academically inclined 
um, in school, they say, you know, you should go for this degree and all of that stuff. And there's a little bit of stigma when it comes to academically inclined people, very uh, ambitiously driven people going for an apprenticeship. Um, it's almost like their their intelligence is questioned or, or I don't know. It's so weird, but I totally understand that. <laughs> um, and while I, I am open to doing apprenticeships um, or an internship or even just uh, work experience, just to have a little insight to the industry. Um, well, even then, I have a weird internalized stigma of, oh, uh, will people think, will people question my intelligence if I decide to not go down the conventional route of you had good grades in school and therefore you'd be really good for uni? But I'm quite ready to, to have some experience and earn while I learn pretty much, because obviously that doesn't happen in university. Um, yeah, do you know, it's so, I, I really am like kind of getting obsessively fascinated by this whole thing because, <laughs> you know, I'm from that generation where it was all about uni and it was all about showing how intelligent you are and um, having the degree certificate and maybe more, you know, masters and, and everyone's kind of like pushed into that route. Um, but ultimately, uh, being in industry and earning money through a job in industry requires experience. You know, industry don't want super genius academics. They want people that can communicate with others, work in teams, have people skills, um, knowledge on the job, especially in something like engineering, which is very hands-on. Um, and, you know, you said that you wanted to combine physics with design. And so I don't want to sort of like influence how you think, because it's really important for you to know yourself best. But it sounds like you're really smart in physics, otherwise you wouldn't enjoy it and you wouldn't have taken it as a subject at uni. Um, but it sounds like you really enjoy design, which comes from your creative, like just comes from within you. And um, I just hope in your career that you don't get too distracted by trying to impress everyone with how um, bright you are and the qualifications you got, you've got and you forget to do what you love, you know? Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate that, thank you. Um, funnily enough, physics wasn't my best subject in school. And in fact, design was, but um, often um, I, I, I felt a little, um, that I was a bit too creative. Um, I, well, I was often, told that I was too creative, that um, I, I hadn't thought about how something was going to be built from what I had sketched. And that's why I decided to try and pioneer the route into design through physics so that I could learn how everything works and learn how everything 
interacts, particularly as functions of time as well, so that I can say, aha, I actually do know how everything works and therefore I can design. Um, common sense tells us that physics and engineering are very closely linked. And, and obviously you would know that because uh, you hosted the two crash course subject shows. Um, and, and that's also why I reached out to you because I knew that you were tying in um, physics and engineering with uh, presenting um, and you seem to have two passions yourself, which you've successfully um, integrated. Um, so that's why, um, that's why I wanted to use physics to design and create rather than to engineer. You sound like one of these people who um, can be both logical and also intuitive and creative. Um, and that's a really amazing thing. Like, don't not celebrate how unique you are um, and how talented. Because I think, you know, if you are in physics and maybe you're not, you know, an absolute sort of like natural when it comes to physics, that doesn't mean you're any less of a person. Um, it's probably because you've got this really strong creative side and, you know, you've got both. Um, I think, yeah, especially with people like us where we're not sort of like, you know, we're, we're in minority groups. I mean, I certainly felt this as being a woman in engineering. Like I just wasn't like a lot of the people around me. And so I often felt um, not good enough. Um, and it was only until I got older that I realized that the fact that I'm not like everyone around me is actually a strength. You know, it's really great that I'm not like all the guys on my engineering team because I do bring something else to the team. Um, and that's the strength. Um, but it didn't take me age to kind of like realize that because when I was a new graduate, I was like, oh my God, I'm not like everyone else. I'm such a failure. And actually, uh, today, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not like everyone else. How can I use that to help people, you know? And I just think you can really um, help people with your approach. Because I love this idea of being so creative that you want to learn how the world works. That's why I love STEM subjects. Um, tell me about your journey to get you to where you are now which is studying physics at uni like has it been easy um why did you make the choices like when you were a little girl until today like what's been the journey in a nutshell um i've actually when i was young i i i invented something every week pretty much i would always have paper i'd always have a pencil and i would I would just start drawing out my ideas for things. And um, a lot of them probably already existed and I didn't realize some of them may have even been a little silly. Um, even at 11, I wrote a letter to Sir James Dyson and I attached, <laughs> I attached um, some designs I had for vacuum cleaners. One of them was a spider catcher. <laughs> um, 
So um, I've always been very keen on uh, disruptive design, especially because that's something that changes the game. Although it's, it can be a little risky, but once it's put out there and it's analysed, that's when you realise a lot of thought has gone into it. And so Sir James Dyson and his disruptive approach to design has inspired me for 10 plus years. Um, well, ever since I wrote the letter to him, I was about 11 when I did that. Um, so then I was like, right, I, I really think design is for me. I carried on with design. Um, and then at A-level, um, I was one of the only few students who was still taking four subjects. Um, my head of year approached me and said, okay, um, you know, final year now. I, I think you, I think it might be beneficial to the rest of your grades if you sacrificed one of your subjects. I think you should sacrifice physics because it's your worst one. I know, <laughs> can you believe it? Um, and I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I, I'm definitely not going to drop physics anyway because um, really? I, I found it so interesting. And even though I, I found it really interesting to learn, but the second someone asked me to explain how something worked, I was like, mm, I wasn't <laughs> sure. <laughs> so um, I, I didn't... Um, well, I wasn't the best in the class, let's just say that. But I also took engineering at A-level. Um, I was the only girl in the class. And that's because I knew that the subject was going to be mostly theory, uh, whereas the, everyone else in the class thought it was just going to be making stuff. So I also did, um, alongside uh, engineering, I did maths and physics. Um, so that really helped. I knew exactly what was going on all the time and um, I was happy to help people, but they didn't want help from me because I think I came across as a bit of a Hermione Granger, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hermione Granger, you know, like a, like a bit of a know-it-all. I think I might have been a little intimidating, pretty much, perhaps. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other day, someone asked me if I know knew who Billy Eliash was, and I'm like, no, Billy who? So, yeah, I'm having one of those same moments. <laughs> okay, she's from Harry Potter. Okay. Cool. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, sorry, this uh, this anecdote is a little long. Um, <laughs> so uh, then, um, when I realised that. Um, in product design, when I was being told, oh, you're a little too creative, you're not quite sure how this works, this is what I think you should do instead of this design. Uh, and I said, I, I then became very stressed and I thought perhaps I should just, I went back to my um, head of year and said, I think I'm going to drop product design. And she said, but product design is your best subject. And I was like, I, I just, I don't feel like I'm ready to do it yet. So then I thought, right, if, if I need to develop my understanding on how the world works, how everything works so that I can learn how to design better, then I'll consider this as a sacrifice um, to do physics until I feel confident to come back into design. So I've, I've always felt like design was something I could come back to and pick up quite easily. 
So I definitely feel that that uh, pursuing physics after school was um, it really redeemed my confidence in the subject, and I now feel like I'm I'm very capable in physics now. Whereas um, in school, maths was actually my best subject, but I've been um, I've transferred unis i've tried sort of different variants of physics and maths courses and i definitely feel like physics is down my strong suit and um and i'm very happy to say that you know it's a it's a really nice um sort of full circle moment but you're but missing now, design i can tell you're missing design yes i really am but so much that i now now I'm I care about I care about design so much I care about physics too but I'm not afraid to go wrong in physics because I know that there'll be an answer but in design it's almost like your creativity can be picked up on and remarked on and critiqued and now that I care about design so much I'm so worried about failing in some way that I I don't have the confidence to put pen to paper or put pencil to paper um which obviously is in complete contrast to when I was a child and designed whenever I could whenever I wanted to um so yeah, that's why that's why I'm I'm almost constantly looking around for any opportunity, any inspiration to or any advice just to tell me, yes, you know, you may be doing something that may not have been done before, very rarely done, but you're going the right way about it. <laughs> well, I, I just think you are troubled by just being so brilliant. Because I mean, to to have to, to sort of pendulum swing between being brilliant at design and being brilliant at physics and maths. It's like, you know, I mean, you're just too good at what you do, which is amazing. Okay, so you have this foundation of clearly being very good at acing whatever it is that you focus your mind on, which is um, incredible to, to have that skill. And um, it's really beautiful to hear someone really enjoying being good at something. And you sound like someone who is um, worried about what most of us, if not all of us, are worried about, which is what other people think of us. And, you know, design and anything artistic and creative is always um, subject to being absolutely torn to shreds by other people's opinions. Um, you know, there is no right answer. That's what I loved about maths and physics is that you could find the right answer. Yes, sometimes it was difficult to get there, but ultimately there was one answer and you put a nice line underneath it and you're done. Whereas with art and design is, and, and, and just any sort of creative subject, even writing essays, you know, um, could be open to criticism and judgment. And that can make us turn away from those subjects because who wants to be judged and criticized you know we just want to be right and we just want to do things well and have people's approval so I can see what's happening 
Um, and I really like, I really commend you for reaching out to talk about this because often people keep these kinds of thought processes very private um, to themselves, but you're like, you're owning it. And you are saying, this is how I feel. Like I want, I want to, I want to understand it and I want to get to the root of it. And um, so if I was to like, just be a mentor for a second, I would say to you, like, really embrace the fact that you're going through through all these thought processes because it's so beautiful like you're you're unraveling the way your brilliant mind works um you're trying to figure out how best to apply your skills and your talents and you have many skills and talents um you mentioned dyson i've done quite a lot of work for them in the past and they would absolutely love you because not only do you have the logical side of things, um, but you also, you know, sound very um, kind of, you really believe in your abilities to create and design. And Dyson are a company who are very open to mixed abilities. You know, you often work in teams where it's just a very... Um, well-rounded um, group of people coming together to, to create. Um, and there are many sort of other companies out there that are in industrial design and, and things like that. So you would really, really fit right in. As a mentor, again, I would say, like really try and get as much work and industry experience as you can because in the creative industries, which, you know, I'm a media, so I, I, I kind of feel like I have experience in this. It's very much about who you know and the connections you've made. Whereas in academia, it's much, very much about like the, the papers you've written and the research you've done. So it's, it's kind of, that can be more solitary, whereas industry is more group oriented. Um, so just try and get as much work experience as you can, but always like never, ever forget that who you are is so incredible. Um, and you have so much to give and it's going to be a real joy for a company to find you and learn that you exist because you'll be able to give a company so much. You're bringing so much to the table. Um, so like, I'm really, really excited for your your future uh you just have to believe in yourself you know and not because it sounds like you've had a lot of people um saying to you you can't do this or you're too much like that or that's not good whatever like don't listen to that like every problem you seem to be tackling right now about your career are really positive things to be tackling so I, I'm like super excited for you. Thank you so much. It's it's a dream come true to hear that I could fit right into um, Dyson's uh, work environment. Um, <laughs> I, I can't get it. They're screaming out for people like you, especially because you know I'm going to say it. I hate having to like draw attention to this, but you know you're female. You. Um, 
are not uh, white, essentially. Um, you just fit, like now has never been such a great time for women of ethnic minority. Um, and so, you know, it's a case of like, companies will be asking where the hell you've been. So like get your qualifications, don't ever turn your back on um, degrees and physics. And because, you know, in my experience, doing a STEM degree has been the best thing I've ever done. I think I'm more creative than I am logical, but creativity is something you can explore. And, and I'm really sort of like just wallow in. Whereas I think logical based qualifications like need, you need teaching for that. Um, you need structured learning. And so I think you're doing everything the right way. You're inspiring me. <laughs> I can't get over it. <laughs> Thank you so much. So why don't you just give me a quick sort of like, why don't you give me a quick uh, description of kind of who you are? Because I'm fascinated by your sort of like your your personal story. Like, where do you come from? <laughs> my mum is Jamaican and my dad is Welsh. That's my ethnicity. Um, my mum has always been, has always encouraged me to try and, well, not even try to be the best in the class, but she was she was very happy to know about um, to hear that I've always been quite academically inclined. Because um, she would say, "This is for all of your ancestors. <laughs> this is for all of your family in Jamaica and everywhere in the world. Like this is for all the brown people in your family, <laughs> pretty much." Um, and I guess um, it's been an honour um, feeling like I've been carrying some sort of linear edge. <laughs> um, but my my sister struggled um, with maths, whereas I excelled in it. Um, and I wanted to help her. I wanted to teach her my methods of how I did things. But I think she, I think she was a little too embarrassed to get help from her younger sister. Um, so she would turn to my dad and um, I don't know, every, everyone said that everyone says if they've struggled in maths, they've hated learning from their dad because their dad wasn't very like patient with them, you know, and just so confrontational and you lost the words. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. Now, then uh, when I did a levels and, and then the, the classes that the the number of people in the classes dropped um and I picked subjects that I thought I would be good at except physics <laughs> um that's when I felt yeah I, I don't have that feeling of I I'm not as smart as this person anymore because funnily enough that's when I I stopped drawing conclusions, um, stopped drawing uh, correlations between capabilities and exam grades because um, because um, I then remembered or tried to try to um, tell myself that uh, exams are mostly like memory tests um, 
it's school school ones anyway obviously in university they they really um make sure that you know the methods and and you know how to do certain little tricks and stuff and and test how fluid your knowledge is in the subject so um so yeah i i suppose that's been my story um um i, I would just want to end by saying uh yeah i I know I keep saying in physics it wasn't I wasn't my best or or something like that, but I ultimately I was actually guided by my physics teacher that okay you know you might not be the best in the class but I really think this is for you I think you find this fascinating you find this more fascinating than anyone everyone just seems to understand it but you certainly have more of a drive to want to develop your understanding and, and want to backtrack to make connections rather than try to um, just process the information. Because I think that having that, having the ability to, to recall what you've learned probably a few years ago and say, oh, so this is where this came from. That's what I've really enjoyed about doing it in university because it isn't just like, this is the equation and that's that. Uh, deriving it is has actually been uh, really um, eye-opening, I guess. Would you ever recommend physics to other girls? I am uh, a mentor as part of the Physics Mentoring Project, where its ethos is to actually um, inspire people to take physics, particularly um, girls, because um, statistically the balance isn't quite there especially in engineering as well so um that is my job so i i absolutely do um i i'm currently a part of something that does um inspire people to take physics um ultimately we tell people that they belong to physics or physics is always sort of there for them to try um you don't have to feel like you have a scientific mind or a readily developed scientific mind um it's just the way of thinking and 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 even creativity is always welcome to physics there's so many things in physics that haven't been discovered yet and i think that's why physics needs new minds um and new ways of thinking just to just for the just for the process of finding something new <laughs> yeah and understanding how the world works because yeah. what i've really what i've noticed about physics is physics is like in two halves one is very theoretical and kind of like out there like all the quantum stuff and relativity and all that like deep theory um, but another side of physics is that it's just it just explains how things around us work and it can be really hands-on and just very practical and it's like oh that's what I mean I loved your example of why a ball rolls rather than just slides I mean even something as basic as that it's like physics explains that and um, and so if anyone wants to just have a deeper appreciation of living, I think STEM subjects and physics in particular really gives you that insight. Um, but what would you say to any young girls who are like, no, 
physics is really hard, can't do it, won't do it. Like, it's just not for me. Like, like your sister, basically, what, what would you want to push them into it? What would you tell them? Um, <laughs> I think, um, I think I would probably be more inclined to ask them questions rather than try to convince them straight away and say, what do you actually think when you think of physics? Because every time I say to someone, I do physics, they go, oh, I can't do that. Oh, oh, it's too hard. Oh, I never liked physics in school. Why? I wrote a story called Physics is a Walk in the Park, which is about someone walking through a park and noticing everything around them, That's such awesome. as a swinging swing and stuff and uh, the resonance. And so, uh, yeah, I, I would probably, um, I would just approach them with, how physics is relevant to their everyday lives. And um, once they stop to look and just analyze and even listen um, to what's going on around them, you can pick up physics very easily because you just become quite curious as, okay, what else can you explain? What else is next? And then obviously when it becomes quite abstract with um, relativity and quantum mechanics and stuff, that's when obviously your mind is absolutely boggled because it's something you can somewhat understand and it drives even more curiosity of, oh, why hasn't anything been done about this, you know? Um, I'd also say, you know, all the science fiction movies and tv shows are you sure this doesn't interest you all of this technology because that's physics is what drives those into existence and and physics is also the reason why those things may not exist yet um i love back to the future i love big bang theory i love um futurama as well <laughs> so um yeah i i love um, seeing all of the technology in these shows and comparing them and hearing the explanation of how they all work. Obviously, they're just concepts, but it does make me wonder, I wonder if, if they will eventually exist and, and who's going to be the one to crack the code on why it didn't exist in the first place. <laughs> well, India, how old are you? I'm 20. 20-year-old 20 India... You know, talking about what will be in the future, thanks to physics, I really think you're going to be a massive part of that. And um, it's just been so incredible hearing from you, knowing that you exist, because you seem to have a real genuine interest in physics, but are so authentically talented in many other things. Um, I'm really excited to see where your career takes you. I'm sure... It will involve um, publicly speaking in some way because you're really inspiring to listen to. And um, you just, I don't know, just seeing you there, um, I can imagine a lot of girls thinking, wow, I want to be like her when I grow up. And I think out of hearing everything you've said, the key take-home message um, that I've got from you today is that it is so important to get qualified in, in science because it really gives a person credibility and gravitas.
but it's also really important to explore your passions. And so I can't wait to see where you doing that takes you. Um, I think your future is really bright. Thanks so much for coming on this show and, and yeah, good luck. Thank you so much. I, I absolutely do hope to be a part of those uh, futuristic technologies becoming reality. Um, ultimately, I just want to persuade people that um, pursuing their passion, regardless of um, their capability in it, um, is absolutely an option. It always will be. Um, and you can always turn it around. Um, it's much better to, well, actually, I don't want to give that advice on it's better to and, and such, because I think everyone probably knows what's best for them, hopefully. <laughs> but thank you so much for having me on the show. Thanks for listening and please do subscribe to this podcast and maybe even rate and review it if you can. The more ratings and reviews and the more interest from those trusty algorithms, which could help to increase the reach of this show. And you can watch the video recording of this conversation on YouTube on my new series, Esteemed. It's all about self-discovery, self-evolution and inclusivity on innovation. So let's just all strive to be the best versions of ourselves and celebrate others being themselves too. As always, be kind and loving and I wish you all a great week.